Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Now, What's up, what's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? Man, I'm good. I'm good with you being back here uh, <laughs> for the time being. I'm super excited to have you back, brother. And we have so very much to get into today, including my Memphis Grizzlies getting massacred on Friday night. We're also going to touch on the Miami Heat silencing the Garden just yesterday. But first... Following their game six loss Friday night, Draymond Green texted Steph Curry at 3 o'clock in the morning saying, I cannot sleep. Curry replied, I can't sleep either, but let me deliver the message before game seven. And that's exactly what he did. Steph Curry, before the team got on the bus Saturday, said this to his team. Listen, we just got embarrassed. We never showed up. If you were getting on this bus, I don't care if you play a single second. Do everything you can to help this team win. Steph then proceeded to hang a 50-piece, setting a Game 7 NBA record, and now he gets a date with a familiar foe. Coop, while I get chat up on screen, give us your reaction to Steph's incredible performance. Yeah, I mean, he's showtime for a reason. He's changed the NBA for a reason. He has? Um, And, I mean, he showed it. I mean, this was – it's what you needed. I mean, if we're being completely honest – Absolutely. It was going to take everything from this team. Like, that Sacramento Kings was feisty. Um, They kind of fizzled down the stretch as far as three-point shooting-wise, dead legs. But Curry had to do everything in this game, and he didn't didn't miss a beat. I mean, it was one of those things that you would see defensive lapses, and Curry would be like, all right, bet. Right. I mean, it was water park after water park after water park. Um, And there were even some moments where you're like, dang, the Kings are just playing good defense, but Curry's just that much. He's just that, yeah. Uh, And so Curry did absolutely everything imaginable to win that game, and he earned everything that he's getting right now. I mean, I didn't even realize there hadn't been a 50-piece in a game seven because, I mean, if you think about it, game seven is that, like, do or die, like, everything you got. Bro, that's the first one. By the seventh game, you know your opponent. You know all of their tendencies. I get it's a greatest shooter of all time, but 50 points is crazy. It's insane. You look back at, like, some of the great game seven performances, Performances. The record he broke was just two years ago, Kevin Durant yep. playing all 48 minutes against the Milwaukee Bucks. I do remember that one vividly. He had 48 that in that one. Should have been 49. Yeah, it should have been 49, but Steph hung 50 on Sunday. And everybody took turns on him. You see, saw Davion Mitchell, Terrence Davis, we were talking about off-air. It just did not matter what you threw at him. Mike Brown kept doubling and doubling and doubling. And some of the shot-making he had – Something I've never seen before. I text in the group chat. I was like, that's the best Steph Curry performance I've ever seen. I know it's a round one series, but still. Game seven. Dynasty really on the line. He showed up. 1,000%. I mean, it's not even one of those things that, like, like, we've never seen that. Like, that's someone who literally just put a team on his back. Because I'm going to drop a stat right here to you. Mm -hmm. Clay Thompson was 4 of 19 in this game. Good And he kept chunking it, too. I kept looking there. I'm like. 1 of 10 in the first half. Yeah. And I was like. You can stop shooting now. Yeah. I was like, you have a dude that's hand is on fire, and you're still shooting it? Same and with Jordan Poole, bro. Jordan Poole and Wiggins. Wiggins was 5 of 16, 1 of 5 from 3. Jordan Poole was 3 of 9, 2 of 6 from 3. Like, this was Curry. He this was backpacked only Curry. this team yeah. on the road in a game seven. He, and Will Chamberlain Jr. And <laughs> yeah, and Kevon. I'm so glad you mentioned him. Yeah, 21 rebounds. Insane. And Steph... 50-piece on four free throws. Yeah. And this day and age, that's unheard of. We know James Harden, how many times he scored 50, but you look, it's on 18, yeah, Yeah. 19 free throws, and Steph did it on four free throws. So 46 of those points came from the field. Yeah, and 
on the King side of this, like De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk have been absolutely unconscious this series, and then you look at them in this game. Witness you're, protection. You're nine for uh, thirty three. <laughs> nine nope. for thirty three, five of eighteen from three, and you're like. That's just not good enough. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. you lost by 20, so I don't know how well it would have been either way. But, like, Kevin Herter wasn't very good. Keegan Murray was decent, but not his typical self. Like, this team just – you saw the youth. You saw the it fizzle out. Mike Brown did a heck of a job. I mean, he won Coach of the Year unanimously unanimously for a reason. Exactly. Um, and this King's going to be back. I mean, this King's team is going to be back. Um, but – that's a good building block for that team. Right. Like, that is a good building block. I mean, you f- you're facing a team, and I heard Draymond saying, and I just had to keep zooming through my Instagram because it was like the f- last four things I saw. And it was all Draymond saying, why do y'all keep closing the book on us? Y'all so ready to turn a new chapter. Like, this old chapter still here. I'm like, I can't wait until, like, I hope the lights go out in every single game in the Warriors-Lakers. <laughs> we'll get into that in just a minute. But, yeah. But, yeah. As you said earlier, bro, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, combined 12 of 44 from the field. It was ridiculous. Curry truly carried that team. And the third quarter is where it happened. 13 offensive rebounds in one quarter for the Golden State Warriors. You mentioned Kevon Looney finishing the game with 21. I think think Wiggs had a big-time rebound. He tried to dunk one back in, and then somehow it bounced back to Curry. Curry hit a layup, and then... The shot where he kind of hit like an and one. And Clay Thompson had a four point play, but Steph hit a three at like the top of the key. He was like two feet behind the line and falling down. And then he started turning over to the scorer's table and just talking his shit. It was, oh. it, was it was crazy. Do you see the edit of uh, him hitting? I think it was. Oh, I don't remember which play it was, but he 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 hits the shot or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. remember if it was the layup to get fifty. It was the layup to get fifty because he mm-hmm. he hits the layup to get fifty with the right hand and he runs this way and there's a fan looking right there in a Steph Curry jersey and he's just doing that and Steph's just le- looking at him like it was the dopest set of oh yeah yeah I saw that like picture the dude, yeah the dude's just in here with Sleep, the night night yeah. and Curry's just smiling. I'm at surprised him. Steph didn't hit the night night last I'm night. He didn't. Yeah, because he he could have. I saw. Did you players. see him hit the light the beam? Yeah. Oh, it was wild. It was wild. Poor Kings fans. Yeah, they they lit lit that beam for sure. Uh, Let's see where we want to go from here. I don't have too much else about the game as a whole because, I mean, it it ended up being a route, bro. I mean, the whole starting lineup for the Warriors, including Klay Thompson and Wiggins, who we've already talked about not having good games, they were like plus 30, plus 25, plus 25, plus 28. I mean, you're winning a game when you're like that. Exactly. When your starting five is that dominant, you're winning a game. And I I don't want to, like, touch on this too much, but, I mean, you see the title. I I think – Steph, as he goes for a fifth championship, maybe a back-to-back finals MVP, I think he's slowly creeping his way in to the GOAT conversation. I'm not saying that he's in debate with Michael Jordan or he's in debate with LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, whoever else you want to say. I'm just saying he's entering that conversation because, in my opinion, he is top five right now. And his problem for years on end is he doesn't perform in the biggest moments Yet again, I'm reminding everybody that this is just round one, but I'm saying the stakes that were – coming off getting blown out in game six everyone has been asking is this the Warriors last dance because of Draymond Green's contract situation Clay's contract yeah Clay's contract situation he showed up in that moment and this could be a pivotal series because just a little preview of mine 
I feel really good about the Warriors against the Lakers. Oh, I love the Warriors against the Lakers. I, I feel good about that. And I that, love it. the reason I, I felt I kept saying Lakers or Grizzlies, whoever comes out of that series co- goes to the conference finals. I really for a long time throughout this series thought the Kings would be coming out. And I thought the Lakers or Grizzlies could be. Oh, I mean, you them. you know I, I thought the Kings had it and they just yes. needed to get one win on the road and they couldn't do it until that game six, which obviously, yeah. That's great, but mm-hmm. you needed one in three or four. You had the momentum, exactly. and you let the Warriors steal all the momentum back and go on a 3-2 three, three, lead, mm-hmm. and then you had to fight for your right. I mean, right. it was one of those things, and um, obviously they'll be beating themselves up in Cancun. But, uh, no, the Warriors, I-, I love their matchup against the Lakers, and obviously we'll get into that in a second. But, I mean, what Steph Curry did, we talked last year, when he won the finals. And mm-hmm. I looked at you and I said, people have got to stop acting like he's nowhere near yeah. LeBron James and legacy or in Michael Jordan and legacy. Obviously, you know my feelings towards the GOAT conversation. I feel mm-hmm. like you have to demoralize someone just to hype someone else I up. Agree. So I think it's a dumb conversation. But, like, he changed basketball. He did. He changed basketball. You walk into a gym and see 10-year-olds shooting from half court. Shooting 30-footers yeah. because of Stephen Curry. And they have no right, but like, yeah, <laughs> that's it, because of him. And you look at the game as a whole. It, it used to be inside-out, you know, mid-range game, and now it's the complete opposite that. Yeah. It's threes and layups, and that is what Steph Curry does as a player, and that's how he's transformed this entire era of basketball. And it's not even just offensively. It's defensively. You never guarded someone unless you were Gary Payton from half court. Right. You never did. Mm-hmm. And now you have to see people guarding all the, from rim to rim because you have to respect that. Exactly. I mean, you look at guys like Trey Young and Curry, they can literally take one step across half court and bang. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's like effortless. And Damian Lillard too. Like there is guys in this league that you have to defend like that. So not only offensively did he change the game to where it's a you spread it out. Your your right. your center is now a guy that can shoot the three. I mean, look at Brooke Lopez. They talk mm-hmm. all the time about he used to be a back-to-the-basket rebounder, and now he's having to play outside, which he's really good at it. But that's what he changed the game to. And you brought up the Steph and LeBron situation. We both think it's lazy to compare eras and, yeah. and bring Jordan into this, but LeBron and Curry kind of have a lot of overlap here. And Curry's if right. Curry gets past LeBron – on a way to a fifth championship, wins another finals MVP, and takes a commanding playoff record over LeBron James, I'm just saying that becomes a lot more serious of a conversation. I, I saw on the first takes of the world and, and all these hot take shows this morning, is he the best point guard ever? To me, that's already settled. Yeah. No disrespect to Magic Johnson. Magic, Magic wasn't everything. Though. Yeah, he, he changed the game in itself. Six nine point guard, showed yeah. the big guy can play that role. One of the... One of the, if not the greatest passers of all time, but Steph has a shooting ability, and, and I'm not going to make that comparison. That's why I'm talking about Steph and LeBron James right yeah. now. Uh, Steph Curry already has a pretty dominant record over LeBron James. Yes. He's 15-7 and seven in the playoffs when mm-hmm. they face each other. Obviously, the infamous 3-1, Warriors put a 3-1, like that's going to be there. Right. But other than that series, LeBron has not been dominant, I'll say. Because LeBron's typically dominant over teams. I, I remember talking to someone last night because I was making fun of Kyle Lowry shooting like the last seven shots for the Heat. I'm like, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, Kyle Lowry's incredible. I'm like, that's why they won one playoff series in 10 years, him and DeMar DeRozan in the playoffs. Right. Like, LeBron dominated those series. Like, in the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference, LeBron was dominant from his time in Cleveland to his time in Miami. Steph has been similar in that way to LeBron. And you brought up the point. 
Steve Kerr and the Warriors, ever since Steve Kerr's got there, I believe they've won, I think it's 18 straight playoff series in the Western Conference. They're 18-0. I Jeez. believe it's 18. Chat, maybe you want to check me on that, but I'm almost positive it's 18-0 in the West. And that was their 18th straight win in the Jeez. Western Conference playoffs. So, yes, Steph Curry has been dominant for sure. Just uh, – um, I want to go to this Lakers series real quick. Obviously, we're going to touch on the Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, we have a ton of thoughts about that. I, I've gotten DMs, comments all over the weekend. I, put, I literally posted oh, yeah. a video about Johnny Manziel Saturday, and all the comments are about the Grizzlies. A bunch of, of hate asses in the comments. But <laughs> we win-win. We were talking about all-fair. It's a win-win for us, and we will tell you why as Grizzlies fans it is that. But first, got to talk about the winner, man. LeBron James, uh, they took care of business, hung 40 on the Grizzlies, and he responded to Dylan Brooks after the game with some Jay Z lyrics. <sighs> let me let me. That was their nineteenth in a row, by the way. Nineteenth, nineteen in a row. Because the only times they've lost were in the finals, which obviously is not against a Western Conference team, and then they missed the playoffs two years in a row when COVID year and Curry was hurt. No, yeah, yeah, COVID year and Curry hurt. Mm-hmm. There was several like profound like uh cursing lyrics in this song so i'll just read one to keep it pg because <laughs> you can all go and look at king's james's instagram and what the caption was but one of them was it's apparent you're staring at a legend and dylan brooks i'm surprised lebron would even entertain that yeah we I all knew too. when dylan was talking i mean obviously our group chat was on fire we were like what are you doing yeah why, why? Exactly. you won one game and it it goes, I mention this meme all the time. It's the MJ from The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there and got the bat. You know what I'm talking about. He's got the baseball bat and the cigar in his mouth. He goes, oh, everybody likes to talk when they winning. It's harder to talk when it's 0-0 when you lose it. It's a sign of a good man yeah. that they, they talk trash when you're losing. Yeah, too. and yeah. Dylan talks trash only when he's succeeding. Yes. And you watched him. Yep. He got fined, I think it was 75000 total, 25, or maybe twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. I think it was twenty five. I don't know if it's 25000 each time, yeah. but I know 25000 was, was the, the number. number. He yeah. skipped three press Straight. conferences after he lost and finally faced the media on Monday. In I do his have, exit interview? Yeah, in his yeah. exit interview video, YouTube short coming out at 7 o'clock about that. And he had so much to say, really. And I, I was telling you a couple things that – didn't get caught. Obviously, we saw he didn't regret talking to LeBron James. And what he added on top of that is that what I said did not get LeBron James going. And he even threw another shot at the King by saying, it's been a while since he's been in the playoffs. So I think that's what got him going. And another thing he added at the end, and I'll get to how the Grizzlies felt about this one, is he Dylan Brooks said he wished he would have got more drawn-up plays for him to get him going. Really? Just some stats for him in the series. 31% from the field, 23% from beyond the arc. And that went up after that game six. Yeah, yeah. Because he actually played decent. It went up. Four for 15s are. Yeah, (laughs) it went up after game six to 23% from beyond the arc. And he wanted plays drawn up for him. He said, but it wasn't in the cards. You and I, I'm going to be completely honest, you and I watched this game together at your girlfriend's house Friday night, and as soon as the Luke Kennard thing came across my phone, I turned to Owen and Alex, our friends that were there, and I said, I'm going to pop my first drink and completely disconnect from this game, (laughs) and that's exactly what I did, because you saw me, I was not paying attention one lick to this game as soon as it started, because I knew the fate of the Grizzlies with Luke Kennard out. His plus-minus was damn near as important as Steph Curry's plus-minus in the Kings-Warriors series, and without spacing, which is why I think the Golden State Warriors have a good shot against the Lakers. Yeah. Grizzlies really had no chance against this team. No. And it's and I mean we could sit here day 
for a day talking about, well, what if we had this? What if we had that? No, you got thumped. Yep. Um, like I'm, I can't even sit here and defend you. You got thumped. You ran your mouth, and you're gonna have to lay your. You made your bed, so you're gonna land. Exactly. And I think that's what we're seeing from a few of these guys, and obviously, Dylan still apparently trying to make his bed, um, because he doesn't want to lay in it yet, but. They dominated you, and yeah. it was because of your lack of depth, which I think was shown. I think your lack of leadership, which was shown, and your lack of shooting, yes. which was shown. Um, the Grizzlies have no one to blame but themselves in this situation. You got beat by a superior team in that situation. You kept trying to attack the paint, and Anthony Davis is a terrific defender. Like yes. I'm not going to bash him one way or the other. He's not averaging five blocks a game good. Yeah, That's not how good he is. He's He's really good. He should not be averaging five blocks a game. I don't understand the what's going on there. I, I think the lack but, of Steven Adams, Brandon Clark. But oh, it killed us. I'm not going to make that excuse because everyone on this team took accountability except yeah. for one person, and that you know, is Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Brooks, and he was the cause behind all of this. And he was at the microphone, but so was the Grizzlies general manager, yeah, Zach Kleiman, the man who makes all the roster's decisions in Memphis. Zach Kleiman had this to say. Uh, about Dylan, he goes, I'll hit on him another day. Nothing I can comment on for now with him going into free agency. There's a ma- It was clear he in the exit interviews, there was a massive disconnect between the Memphis Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks. And he said that uh, Kleiman mentioned self-created distractions when discussing the first round of the playoffs. And he also said, we're going to take an extremely different approach as it pertains to trash talk next season. You'll see a different approach from this team, but at the same time, confidence is important. There's a line there, certainly, and it was crossed. It 1,000% was crossed. Like, last year, you had swag. Yes. Obviously, you had you had things being built, um, and you were confident. But I've lived by a statement for a really long time that a guy that uh, I looked up to when I was in middle school and he was in high school, he said, confidence, not cockiness. Exactly. Um, and we went from confidence way past cockiness. We were full-blown arrogant, and we got punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean – and I don't think you'll see it again. Even Ja made a comment to where he was like, oh, I'm not talking trash like that next year. On that note, because the Grizzlies seem to go, seem to be going in a different direction, that yeah. Ja Morant hasn't talked much since returning in March, and he made it apparent yesterday. He said he doesn't plan to do that anymore, yeah. and that was his motto coming off the suspension. Another thing, not only Zach Kleiman refused to talk about Dylan Brooks, but Taylor Jenkins mentioned, coach of the Grizzlies, mentioned in passing, he wants the team to walk the walk more going forward instead of talking. Yeah. And – Dylan Brooks got asked about that, and he said it's who I am. Look, and this is – you you can agree with this because everybody in the free world typically agrees with this. It's mm-hmm. easy to talk. Yes. It's harder to show it. It is. Um, that's why people say show me. Mm-hmm. They don't say tell me. They say show me because mm-hmm. if you are what your actions are saying. Like if you go out there and you put your head down and you go to work every day, people are going to be like, that team's determined. Mm-hmm. But if you sit there and say, oh, I'm determined, everybody's like, well, we don't see it on the court. No. It, it means more to walk the walk than it does to talk. It. Absolutely. And I think you're seeing that. I mean, look, these guys are 23, 24 years old. They're literally our age, Jack. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not crazy to think that they just want to be chirping all the time. Yeah. Like, that's just how it is. I mm-hmm. mean, you and I do it when we're playing Madden. Like, exactly. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. You have to go do it. It's one thing to say it. You got to get out there and do it. Exactly. And I think I think they they've caught on to that. And I, my favorite comment from Climbing was, "It was my bad trying to triple down on this youth movement." Yes. That was my. Oh man. That was my. Cause you talk about you and I dating back to the draft. Where <laughs> dating back to the draft, where we were infuriated. Why do we need three or four more rookies yeah. on an already young squad? We wanted to go get a Jay Crowder, another veteran, something like that. And Kleiman admitted his r- mistake with yeah. the Grizzlies roster being way too young and the lack of maturity on it. 
And he said he wants to be aggressive this offseason. And I don't think, just reading into it, this is completely paraphrasing, I think there's a 0% chance that Dylan Brooks is on this roster next year. Oh, it's below zero. And Zach Kleiman saying, I want to be aggressive. I don't think that's him re-signing Dylan Brooks no. at all. If I'm going to be honest. It's, it's going to be hard. If I see a notification that says Dylan Brooks re-signed with the Grizzlies, I might break my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I might break Same something. here. And he even mentioned something that was curious to me. Uh, when he mentioned we're going to be aggressive in the offseason, uh, he goes, and this is my favorite comment from him. He said it since he's been here. He goes, we don't make moves just to make moves. Yeah, We don't make a move just to say, oh, well, we did something. No, he says everything's intentional. Um, and then he mentioned we're going to be aggressive in the offseason with our mid-level exception. That's all he said, like money-wise. He just mentioned we have our mid-level exception to use, which to me signifies that a trade's coming. Yeah. Like, obviously, everybody's seen the r- reports out there that Grizzlies offered five for Mikael Bridges, offered four for OG Ananobi. I might have those numbers a little off. And there were definitely players involved. We just didn't know them at the time. The, but the Grizzlies leaked that it was just draft picks. Uh, what's what's a, Tim is, McMahon. Yeah, Tim McMahon. He had came out, ESPN reporter that was covering the team throughout the series. He said that Dylan Brooks has already been offered. They already yeah. tried to get rid of him, but were unable to do so. So they're letting him walk for sure. And I love yeah. how you said something about trades because Kleiman did say it takes two for trades to get done, but we're excited to get to that point in the offseason where we can see what's available. I also, Cam Johnson is a name I'd keep out. I'd look out for. I like Cam Johnson. I like Dorian Finney-Smith. I like I like anybody that's on the Brooklyn Nets that's a forward. Anybody um, that doesn't shoot 19 shots on 31% <laughs> from the field and 23% from field goal or from three point. Yeah, Cam line. Johnson will at least be 35%. Exactly. Like at least. But the thing I'm looking forward to, <laughs> they he mentioned they mentioned Xavier Tillman and loved him a lot. Um, he's gonna get. I think he's gonna get his. Uh, contract option picked up and I also think we're going to see Desmond Bain's extension coming soon yeah exactly I think that's coming soon oh it's one that, I think that's for sure coming I've never felt more sure about that at all <laughs> and Zach Kleiman another thing the Grizzlies GM said like he talked about every single player he even made it a point to talk about um, Junior Kenny Lofton Kenny yep. Lofton but when asked about Dylan Brooks he would refuse uh, every him. single question about him um, Steven Adams and Brandon Clark should be okay going into next season. It's a long time away. Look, we're in May. Season will start till time. November. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all we have to say about the Grizzlies. They pretty they got they didn't pretty much get their ass kicked. They got their no, ass they, kicked, they got and that whooped. forces the hand because if you go down to the wire in a game six, Chris Vernon was saying this today. I much rather get my ass beat than go down swinging because now you're forced because you were not close to winning this series. It was a it's six not game just series. a difference between Brandon Clark and Steven Adams being yes. in the lineup. That's a bad difference. You got to be about forty. And now the hand is forced, and now you have to plug in maturity in this. Yeah. And the final Grizz talk will be on Wednesday for the season. Uh, I will be giving you five things I want to see in this off season. But now let's move into the Knicks and Heat. I watched, honestly, every minute of this game, and I loved it. Kyle Lowry, I will mention. I know we were ragging on him a little bit earlier. I'll still rag on him. But, dude, he was amazing. Four blocks, pull-up contested threes. He was hitting with four minutes left. Um, Kyle Lowry, because we all saw Butler turn his ankle late late in that game. And Kyle, uh, he, put, he, put, uh, he put the team on his back with all the defensive stops that they had. Shout out K-Love, too. Cleveland Cavaliers, how you feeling right now? Giving up K-Love. He's going to the team that you got your ass beat by and throwing Patrick Mahomes passes, Aaron Rodgers passes with him courtside down the floor. Um, I was going to shout out Gabe Vincent before I shouted out Kyle Lowry because Gabe Vincent had a few threes. Yeah, 20 points. Yeah, yeah. Contested that were pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'd probably shout out the Martin brother before I shout out Kyle Lowry. 18.66, bro. I t- promise, if you watch this game. I did watch it. I'm okay. just giving you a hard time. Did you see like late game strips no, and no, stuff no. he had? Oh, no, no, no. What I want to know is, did you see what Jack Harlow posted about Kyle Lowry? Oh, my God, Please bro. tell me you yes. saw this. I saw his story. Because <laughs> Kyle Lowry went after a loose ball and sat in my lap. The rumors are true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that that is the funniest. Talking thing about his badonky donk. Yeah, talking about that beefy cake back there. Um, hey, whoa, whoa! Hey, Why are you talking like that, dude? They have to get like XL shorts for him, bro. And he's six three. This dude has to wear some like 2005 shorts. Yeah, and they're still short. Yes, bro. <laughs> but no, Kyle Lowry did play well, bro. Those um, are like window drapes he wears. Oh, no. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I know, bro. Yeah. They bigger than bigger than those windows <laughs> right there. God, bro, bro pop it, but. I love this Heat team. This is probably the team I'm rooting for outside of the Grizzlies right now. Mm-hmm. I think – did you see – the Jimmy Butler thing's huge, but now Julius Randle, now Jalen Brunson. He did not look good down the stretch. He didn't either, and he said he was terrible. Yeah. And I mean, 0 for 7 from 3 is never going to win you a game, mm-hmm. especially if you're him. Like, I mean, we were talking – st- he still played incredible. Like, I'm not – don't get exactly. me wrong. But, like, down the stretch, I kept looking up. I'm like – why is Jalen Brunson not touching the ball? Mm-hmm. I'm like, and that was the same thing I kept saying for Jimmy Butler, but I was like, he just rolled his ankle. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he's running to the corner. Right. But like, I was like, why is why is Jalen Brunson not shooting? Like, why? What are we doing here? And it just seemed like chaos down the stretch for the Knicks. Um, but this Heat team has shown that they're more than an eight seed. I mean, all season long, I kept telling you, I'm like, dude, this team is just bad. They're just not. They were. It. They couldn't shoot the ball, and now they've been hot as Lights hell. Lights out. Yeah. I mean, I, if the Grizzlies shot thirty three percent from three, we might have won a few games. Yeah. <laughs> but this Heat team, they they are. They determined. don't have Dylan Brooks. They are determined. <laughs> they have Jimmy Butler. They have Michael Jordan's son. Yeah, dead ass. Michael Jordan. Mr. Shout out, Jimmy Cullen, Jordan. Man. Yeah. Mr. Jimmy Jordan down there is. Shout out, Cullen. Mr. Hemi. Um, I love him. Oh, I love him. Dude, he could barely walk down the stretch, and I genuinely thought like the game would flip with just the way the momentum was going, and it just didn't. He was a great decoy in the corner, and Bam Adebayo was huge in this game too, I thought. Um, but, yeah, 25 points from Jimmy Butler, and then I think he made just two free throws after that. Yeah. He airballed a three yeah, on the he, ankle. He couldn't get much. There is that. good news, though. I saw on his Instagram story today he is walking and okay. He's and questionable, but he's, he's questionable. Walking. Yeah, yeah. I saw that they're all questionable for the next game. But at the end of the day, if you're the Heat and you see that Jimmy B- or Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle both might be out, you can sit there and say, "We can afford to not play Jimmy this game. Exactly. Heal up, get ready for Game Three. Yeah. So I think that'd be my approach at least. Obviously, I ain't going. If Spolter Maybe. plays him, Spolter is the best coach in the NBA. Yeah. One of them. So like, if he wants Just to play, trust him, let him, him. Have it. because yeah. you could put him on a plane to Miami today. Get ready for Game Three. We got our split. You yeah, know, go get healthy. Like literally, yeah, you won the game, which is crucial in this series. <laughs> it, I, I said yesterday when we were watching it because we did our family gathering because uh, we made up the Easter one because everybody was sick. But yeah. uh, we were sitting there watching. I'm like, it's so weird to see a five eight matchup. Do you know how weird that is? Did you know this is the first time in NBA history that six, one seven. through eight? Yeah. No, like a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seed is there in That's the second crazy. round. That's the yeah. first time in history that there's all uh, every single seed mm. uh, record or uh, out there on the court. So that was wild to me. But uh, yeah, they already took one. And I'm gonna be honest: if Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson don't play the next game, if you go down in a two-zero hole to the Hornets' nest in South Florida. I would call it a hornet's nest. The to garden's the hornet. a hell of a lot more of a hornet's nest. To the hornet's nest in South Florida. It does not get Do you not see the South Florida 
did you not see that South Florida Miami knocked off the ones? Yeah, shout out the Florida the Panthers hockey, hockey team. Yeah, I, I don't watch hockey, so I can't tell I you anymore. Either. I'm glad you knew that. I just Panthers. know the Bruins like broke the NHL record for most wins and literally got dropped in the first round. Yeah, it's crazy. So, shout out the Miami South Beach. Shout out to them. It makes me feel better about my Grizzlies. Man. I mean, shoot, who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know much about this Knicks team, but they might go to South Beach and get messed up like the Grizz. So. It's just hard to win going seven of thirty-four from three-point yeah. range. It's twenty-one. It was kind of a sloppy game, all things considered. But like Obi Toppin had four threes, but everyone else was three of twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, dude, Jalen Brunson going over seven from three, like, tough. And you still only lost by seven. Tough. Like you yeah. look, you look at that. And the Knicks are not far away from winning the series. Like I think this will be a really good series, but mm-hmm. you can't afford to go down 0-2. Exactly. Not on your home court. Yeah. Not on your home court. You mentioned Jack Harlow talking about Kyle Lowry's uh, Badonkey Dunk. Yeah. Have you listened to that album, dog? You want my honest opinion? Oh, God. I listened to it, and honestly, it just felt like he rushed an album to post an album. Dude, it's number one. It just passed Morgan Wallen as number one album in the Nobody world. Nobody gives a crap about Morgan Wallen. But I'm just saying it's a number one album in the world. I just bro. didn't like it. I thought every song was the same. No, dude. It's like I listened to it. I listened to it twice, bro. Like I, I just, loved every and like it's so lyrical because it's literally talking about like staying true to yourself and not like. I liked it, but it just wasn't his best. So lyrical, bro. I loved every second of it. It wasn't his best. I loved every. I literally added every song. I, I and every time I'm in the car, I've listened to it. I know you're not kidding. I, I just it, I listen to it. And I'm like, bro, every song just sounds the same right now. And just like talking about like staying up and tossing, turning, and they don't love it, like. Like just thinking about that stuff, and it, it was like, dude, I don't know. I, I'd love. I know. I mean, I'm, 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 I might keep giving it a chance, but it, it ain't touching. Honey, come home, the kids miss you. It ain't touching that. I think it's better. But it's it ain't better. Opinion. There ain't no way it's, it's better. My, I think it's my opinion is better. He's got a movie better. dropping next month too. Um, oh, White Man Can't Jump. Mm-hmm, starring in it. Yeah. Shout out Hamilton Jr. By the way. Is he in that? Uh, yeah, he's in that. Is he the? Is he the other lead guy? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know if he's the other league guy. I know he's just, he plays a pretty big role on That's it. the one with Woody Harrelson in it. Like yeah, the yeah, original yeah. one. Yeah, right? Wesley yeah. Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Shout yeah, out Wesley yeah. Snipes. They're, out. they're remaking Blade, too. Man, I can't believe it. I'm so disappointed. I'll, I'll, I'm going to send you Denver, at least. I listened to Denver. That was probably the best one. Denver's Denver's solid. I listened to all of them. Like, I legit listened to all of them, because it's not that long of an album. No, it's only sure. ten, it's, it's literally like twenty four minutes. And Philip to listen to all Philip and I were talking about because he's got a record player. He's like, I'm just gonna buy it and just like, have that shit on the background. Ambitious is good because it's him storytelling. Ambitious. He was talking about when he was fourteen. He had just started rapping in the nineteen. I don't know. He, he, I'll listen to it again. There's no I, like. Just, there's not a lot of storytelling and rap anymore. And he did that. No, I well, like I, I know this is probably like the whitest shit I've ever said because I'm, I'm bragging about Jack Harlow, but I'm but like, I love it. That was the thing I was listening to it, and, it, and there was a few songs where I was like, this just kind of sounds like NF. Like they were just kind of sounding like the same thing. Because enough storytelling, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I don't know, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't my vibe that day. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, so I'll give it a chance when I'm in the mood. Whenever like, don't listen to it, and then, by the way, with my birthday, you don't have to come out with this. Don't feel like you do. Yeah. I do want you to be at the pregame though, and then we'll really it'll be at our apartment, it. so I'll be there. Actually, no, we're gonna have it down at uh, Alex's, which you uh, don't, you don't have to come down there if you don't want to. Yeah, that's but I'll, I'll figure something. Out. We're gonna have it down. When there. is it? Uh, when are we doing this? The twenty seventh into May. I might be in town. By the way, his roommate Owen, him being back there was hilarious because we got down there. He's like, Owen, you want to come out with us? He was like, Dude, if my girlfriend was in town, I would. But he's like, No, nah, I'm going to bed. <laughs> and me and Alex didn't get back till three a.m. Friday night. Golly, y'all are night owls. Nah. Shoot, Alex has been keeping up me up to like four a.m. playing a video game with him. Oh, you know me during the week, I'm going to sleep at like nine o'clock. Oh, at night. I know, <laughs> and like I'm like Alex, I gotta go to bed. Like last night, I told him I was like, I'm playing with you until one. That is the max, and then I was still up till two thirty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
Disappointing you don't like the Jack Harlow album. But we'll get it. it we'll get it. I, I was, it just, like, my springtime mood is like that Six Lack album. Like, that was, that was like the perfect prime Cooper springtime album. Because mm-hmm. I've just been, like, kind of dead driving. Like, you know, like, yeah. you get in the car and then you... You're tired after work. It's not when yeah. you listen to Jack. That's but not like, when you listen to that album. You know how, like, sometimes you'll drive and then you'll get home in your drive when you're like, wait, how do I get home? Like, yeah, have you ever had that feeling? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? That's how I felt tired. the last, like, two weeks. Like, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Even in the mornings, I'm like, how do I get to school today? That's the worst. Like, I'm not... I gotta sleep before I can probably listen to good albums yeah. anytime soon. By the way, I gotta show you, because the background for our new podcast studio came in. Come the John Morant. Oh, it's so tough. It's all teal. Oh, but I ready. can't wait. I'll have my scratches on, too. What? <laughs> i have my scratches on. I'm just sitting in a studio to try to... You know that song? Well, Schoolboy Q, probably before your school time. Schoolboy Q. School We're a Q. year apart, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't listen to rap like that. Uh, Man, I said before your time. <laughs> I'm an OG over here. Let's talk about this Denver game uh, Saturday night. Nuggets, Suns. I, I, my favorite quote after the game, just to like, go into postgame, yeah, I can yeah, is Kevin Durant asking – Got, getting asked if he was surprised by the Nuggets, one of the stupidest questions I've ever heard. It's almost as dumb as, was this season a failure? Yeah, <laughs> KD goes, uh, no, I wasn't surprised by the Denver Nuggets. They're number one seed. Like, what else is there to say? That's one of those, yeah, that's just dumb. This, the, Denver, they had it from everywhere. Jokic had an incredible game, yeah. and they have mismatches all over the floor. They're trying to hide Devin Booker, I believe, on KCP, but they're, he's just getting switched on to Michael... Uh, Porter Jr. can get good shots. Jamal Murray was out of his mind Six in this of game. Six three. Yeah, reminded everybody of who the hell he was, and it, it was good to see. I, yeah. I think Denver, uh, they're looking for real so far. Denver had a perfect storm the in this depth. game, though. I mean, dude, you shoot 43% from three. Like, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, the difference in three is 43% versus 30%. Yeah. Like, you're winning a lot of times. You're winning that game a lot of times. Right. Um, I mean, your best players, 34-9, 6 of 10 from 3 from Jamal Murray, 24-19 and 5 from Jokic. Uh, Aaron Gordon was 9 of 13, 3 of 4 from 3, yes. 23 points, 6 rebounds and steal. Like, dude, if they if they all play like that again, because, I mean, last year I I was begging Aaron Gordon to have a, like half of this game, every game. I'm like, bro, Aaron Gordon, 10 points. That's all mm-hmm. I'm asking. Mm-hmm. You can't even hit that yet. And, I mean, 23 on four missed shots, like – it just, That's a perfect storm game. The Suns looked like the Brooklyn Nets of old. Like, no depth, two fantastic yeah. players, but nobody comes with them. And that's what Kyrie and KD were in Brooklyn. And as you said, Jamal Murray, 20 of his 34 points in the second half, and the Nuggets are 10-0 and this season when the guard produces 30 or more points. So yeah. whenever he goes for 30 or more, they're winning the game. I also – and. I might be in a. This might be an unpopular opinion. I just think DeAndre Aiden's defense is so overrated. I just do not think he's good enough to like anchor a defense. And so like he, you're gonna have to have someone to anchor a defense against Jokic. Disappearing act, man. Dude, he's every not single good. playoff series, he is not good. Every single at playoff all. series. Like, it also doesn't help that you had Kevin Durant has seven turnovers. Like that's not good <laughs> either because the ball mm. is predominantly in his hand too. So like. I think I think you'll see a different Suns team come out in this next game. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Hopefully, you're going to need to have one yeah. because the depth really showed the addition of Bruce Brown. You and I, I mean, we've we banged on Jokic defensively, but 
we have historically said this entire season this is the best possible team to have around him as far as yeah. shooting and three and D guys, KCP and you uh, love Bruce that Brown. Pick up. My word, the you Bruce Brown gave, one. You almost gave them best all season just because of KCP. No, it was a Bruce Brown thing too. You love KCP. Bruce Brown. You talked about KCP for weeks. Well, I guess I wanted him on the Grizzlies, but the Bruce I wanted Brown, Bruce Brown on the Grizzlies. Bruce Brown, I think is the hustle guy that they needed, the guy to get the dirty work done. And Aaron Gordon has turned into a guy that does anything. He yeah. used to be a finesse, high-flying big, and now he's he's a lot more he than that. He is awesome. Yes. He's had an incredible season. Like, he has had a stellar season. Mm-hmm. He was a borderline um, all-star. And I think he should have probably been in the most improved matchup. Like, obviously, you don't hear that very often out of guys that are starters in this league mm-hmm. for their entire career. He's was an incredible this season, especially that late run that like after the All Star push and even now, I feel like every time I look at their games, I'm like, dang, Aaron Gordon is hooping. Exactly. Hooping. Like shout out to Aaron Gordon because I begged for that last year. That's <laughs> that's the problem with Phoenix because they don't have a guy no. like that. You expect DeAndre Ayton to be that, but you look at KD and D Book. They both had good games, 29 and 27 points combining for 56. But nobody else came no. with them. I mean, and CP, as you get later in this playoff run, he starts to break down or he became, he becomes completely non-existent. And DeAndre Ayton is already that because yeah, it's a big game. I can't stand him. For Chris Paul's aspect, like you know how Vernon beat the dead horse of Dylan, shoot less or make more? Mm-hmm. If you're Chris Paul and it's not going, don't shoot five threes. Right. Like, don't do that. His role needs to be set the offense, get assists. Like, that's yes. your role in, like, if, if I'm Monty Williams, I look at Chris Ball and I'm like, your role is to get DeAndre Ayton going so that we can potentially have a chance. Mm-hmm. That, that'd be my statement to him. Like, I love Chris Paul. I want Chris Paul to finally get his ring because that is the point God. Mm-hmm. Um, his role is not shoot over 10 times a game. No. Like, it's not. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you get on a heater and you're feeling it, you're feeling good and getting rhythm, sure. But you should not be consistently shooting double-digit shots. No. But the only problem is you look at this bench and you're like, who's who you want shooting more? You want Ish, Ish Wainwright, <laughs> Tory Craig, Bismack Biombo, Jacques Landell, Cameron Payne, Damian Lee, Landry Shaman, and Tory uh, Terrence Ross? And you're like, no, I don't want them shooting more. No. So that's the issue. And I said and TJ it, Warren's never on the court. No, TJ Warren got DMP. Him yeah. and Darius Baisley. Darius Baisley was starting for the OKC Thunder, yeah. and he doesn't even get How many PT. minutes did Josh Kogi play? 19. Okay, I'm fine with that. He only shot three times. Torrey Craig played 24. That's yeah. the thing. They're they're running a six-man lineup of KD, Josh Kogi, DeAndre Aiden, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Torrey Craig. Yeah. I mean, you're not winning the game with that. And the minutes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The minutes are going to get higher and higher. And I, Mike Malone said this, and I completely agree with what he said. He said, I told our players the pressure's on them. No one's picked us to win, so go out there and enjoy it. Have fun with this. What a great opportunity to be the team that everybody's picking to come out of the Western Conference. Yeah. And he's exactly right. Everybody's picking the Phoenix Suns. I picked them in this series, and Denver's shown why they're the deeper team. And they sometimes you make an argument about the Kings, about the Grizzlies. They don't have – you know, deep playoff scars. The Nuggets do have that. Nice They've team. been owned by the Phoenix Suns. They even got swept just two years ago by the Suns. And they have completely washed their mind, and hopefully they can go up 2-0. Oh, tonight. absolutely. I mean, you look at a team last year that made the championship run in the Boston Celtics. They were there every year. Every year. Get inching closer, inching closer. Tough losses in the conference finals. Tough losses in the second round. I mean, they were inching and inching. And then they got to the finals tough loss in the finals. Exactly. So, and now you're seeing that teams kind of take him – like you see teams grow up through the scars. And yes. I think this Denver team's definitely done that. And, I mean, they're only running an eight-man rotation, but I, I think 
Jeff Green is uh, a positive plus minus if we're counting zero as a positive. And then Bruce Brown's a plus 21. Yeah, they are. Like, you look at that second quarter, and Denver ran out on Phoenix when they put the scrubs in. Like, that's the issue is Monty Williams can't afford to even take Kevin Durant, Devin Booker off the court. Yeah. And they got to rest sometime. You can't play 48 for seven games. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this case, if you lose four in a row, you know, four games. But you yeah. can't afford to play 48. Yeah. Especially for a guy in Kevin Durant who's injured a lot. And Devin Booker hadn't played very that, much this year because he's been injured. That's what we're talking about, dude. And, and Devin Booker has missed time this year. Chris Paul, we know his history in the playoffs. And Kevin Durant, obviously, has not stayed healthy the past three to four seasons. And you're relying on that heavily with nobody around them. Uh, I do want to go and chat real quick. Shout out, JB, man. It's so good to see you in here. If you don't if you don't follow uh, JB, is it? What is this? JB.Brandon4 on Instagram. Go do yeah. that. Get him to 100K real quick. It's my best friend. Can't wait to see you in two weeks, my guy. But y'all make sure to drop topics in chat. This is the part where we talk about what you guys want to talk about, whether it's your favorite player, favorite team. Drop some topics in chat. What, what was you- your biggest takeaway from this weekend, bro? I think mine was Steph Curry has entered the GOAT conversation, as the title is. Well, I'm going to be honest. I. I put Steph Curry in the goal conversation before this Lakers series because I was picking at you, but I really do think he's in the top three to five, like too. in general, um, because of how good he is. But I don't know. There was just a lot this weekend, and you know how everybody's like title or like footer on this header or whatever on this season. They're like, it was kind of disappointing. You know what right. I mean? Because they were like, every time you had a big game, none of the stars played. And I feel like in this second round, we're seeing with. Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, Joel Embiid's not playing tonight. I'm like, I feel like we're getting deprived of how good these playoffs These matchups are so perfect. Bro, you look at everyone. Denver, Denver Phoenix is what we awesome. wanted. Uh, Lakers Warriors is what everyone else wanted. Yeah, everyone but and, us, too. <laughs> exactly. And then you have the, the Miami-New York war. And then, obviously, everyone expected Philly and Boston to be there. Yeah. So, hopefully, we can, we can get that back because I think that's a great point. I did see – is it – Daybot in chat said, who do you want to see replace Brooks? I think Cam Johnson is a name to look out for. You mentioned two other guys, I believe, that uh, you're interested in. Didn't you earlier? I might have. Oh, yeah, I think. I can't remember who else. Oh, I said Dorian Finney-Smith. Yes, Dorian uh, Finney-Smith. Is I, said, I mean, I don't think Mikael Bridges is going to be available. I've seen a lot of that in chat. I don't think he's going to be available. If he is, sell the farm. Um, <laughs> we, we tried to at the deadline. Sell the farm for Jalen Brown if he becomes available again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of guys that I'd want to fill the role. Like, ne- like people that I necessarily think will be there. I could see a Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, I could see Royce O'Neal even. But that's mm-hmm. not necessarily a guy that I'd really want. Like, if that's the best-case scenario, sure, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, if OG Ananobi's still available, I think his value won't be as high as it apparently was at the trade deadline anymore. Yes. Um, there's a lot of guys out there. I mean, I also just want someone who's been in the playoffs. I do, too. I just want guys that have had minutes, looked good. I want a veteran 3 and D guy. Can and I want a veteran big. I yes. want another big. You want another big? I want a shooting big. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll trade – if you can get a big that excels at rebounding, sure. If you can get a big that excels at shooting, sure. One of the two. I want one of the two because we needed it desperately in this Lakers series. Yes, I just sir. think you got to fix the issues you have. I think because once you get to uh, – you're looking at a 30-year-old Steven Adams right now. And, yes, 30 sounds young, but, I mean, he has a lot of miles on him right now. All those OKC deep runs, uh, New Orleans for a year, and then now um, playing heavy games with us. I think relying on him, he is so important. I don't want him to go anywhere, but I'm just saying we need a backup plan as far as that goes. Absolutely. Let's see here. 
I saw a Looney versus AD Vision IDK said in chat. I think that's something to keep an eye on. You, you can't ignore Kevon Looney just absolutely manhandling DeMontis Sabonis. AD's a completely different level, but I think he's he's, he's a, a great he, rebounder. He is, and he's a little bit of a finesse player. I think them battling down low is going to be very something very interesting to I, watch. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, – <laughs> Stephen A. Smith yelling at AD, asking him where he is in this series. Mm-hmm. I, I think AD is going to probably go back into his street clothes era yeah, where you don't even notice that he's on the court. I think <laughs> Kevon Looney is going to neutralize him. I think he can, I don't too. know why, but, man, Kevon Looney in the playoffs is straight-up Will Chamberlain. He is. Like, really. I've joked about it for years now, but my word, I thought it was just a two-game thing, and it's every game I now. can't wait to see these two fan bases go at each other, oh, man. It's Twitter's going to be – Thank God they're off of us. Yeah, no, no Twitter's going to be World War Three during that series. E.T. Uh, Curry 2K said, if the Suns take one game, do you think they could win this matchup? That yeah. I do. If yeah. they take game two, just take one in Denver. Denver had a fan – I believe it was the third best home record in all of basketball with the uh, um, elevation and everything they have up there. So, yes, I think the Suns just taking one matchup. They can take her business at home. Go all ahead. right. So what you got? The Warriors have played seven playoff games, right? Mm-hmm. Kevon Looney's played 30 minutes. How many rebounds do you think he's averaging in the playoffs? <sighs> I, I saw a list of stats. I would say I think it's 15-plus, right? 15.1. In the last Jesus. five games, he's averaging 18 rebounds. Do you know how insane that is? Yes. I'm not being unrealistic when no. I call him Wilt Chamberlain Jr. Right. This man in the playoffs is literally dominating the paint. Shout out to Gavon Looney. You, I think it does. You made me mad last year, but this year I'm for you. It will go down in this Lakers series. Just the Lakers have a lot more bigger bodies. Yeah. I think the bigger. reason that the, the Warriors really struggled with the Kings – is because the Warriors are – the Kings, what they're missing is rim protection, obviously, with DeMontis Sabonis. I think a I think Lakers could have taken care of Sacramento a little bit faster, not because they're any better than Golden State, but just they're the matchup-wise. Yeah. And they attack the rim. Stephen Curry and the Warriors are not a, a rim, a, like, no. slashing team. They're complete opposite of that. So they could not expose Sacramento's weakness and just had to play them head-to-head at their style. Yeah. So I think Sacramento, they're a little bit – I don't know if they would have went seven games with the Lakers. I don't, no, they I don't wouldn't have. So. Um, they probably would have went like five, maybe mm-hmm. six, if they got lucky. But you saw in a lot of the games, Steph Curry would have like only three makes from three because yes. he would just drive. And I mean, his I don't know what the stats are off the top of my head, but he was probably over 60% when he would drive. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't have rim protection. So if Sacramento had advance, Lakers were probably getting to the conference finals. Yeah. But I don't think that now. So you and I are on the same page. Look at us, man. After disagreeing in the prediction, Dub Nation, I'm for you. I swear to God, if y'all let me down, oh my God, dude, I shit. If you. I have to watch LeBron in the conference finals, I'll throw my. Computer. I shit you not. Whenever I was like making the thumbnail and like the title and stuff today, I was like, I thought about wearing my Curry jersey, and I'm like, dude, I'm a Grizzlies fan. I can't like the title and thumbnail is enough. I'm not throwing on a Curry jersey even I after would've. he drops fifty. I would. You want to throw it on? It's in that closet right there. Nah. I- I've got to wear my don't let the revs get hot so I can speak it into existence. I can hold it down and you want to throw it on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, but anyways, what what else did I see in here that I want to do? Um, let's. What Cade asked, what is your finals prediction? <sighs> it was Celtics, Suns. Now after game one, I'm not I'm not gonna run from that just yet. Denver goes up 2-0. I may seriously reconsider my Phoenix pick. I still feel really confident, especially with Joel Embiid banged up, that Boston can make a final Boston, run. Boston's going to make it to the conference finals at least. Yeah, I think so too. And, and Boston's my pick out of the East. West is up in the air. And I there is a world where 
were all four teams in the Western Conference, I wouldn't be surprised. You just close your eyes and pick one. If one of those teams makes the finals, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm uh, just gonna go right out of my pick. What about you, Coop? Um, you make sure to leave a like. I, I really do think that the uh, West is tough. I, I'm sticking with Boston. I think Boston is heads and tails over everybody in that Western Conference, mm-hmm. or not Western Conference, Eastern Conference. Um, and I'm gonna be honest. I think it's irrelevant who comes out of the West because I think Boston's winning. <laughs> like I, they're I, the more complete team. We we pick them in general, like to win it all. Obviously, the team we had playing them. <laughs> hey, we cannot predict a Lou Kennard injury <laughs> or Dylan. Obviously, Brooks. the team that we picked did not even get close to making it out of the first or round. Or Dylan Brooks alone. calling um, out a future Hall of Famer. But uh, <laughs> yeah, golly. Uh, uh, but I don't know why. I just have a gut feeling that Kevin Durant never. Gonna get it together. I don't know why. Yeah. I just I just love KD enough to think I. Honestly, that's more just me rooting for the team that I want to see, because <laughs> I don't want to watch the Warriors or Lakers play in the finals, um, and I don't think Boston fans want to see the Warriors in the finals. But uh, I, I think the Suns still. I think I still think Boston Suns. I think I want to pose this to you as well, uh, and chat help me out here. Out of these eight teams left, who has the least? chance to make the NBA finals because it, it's historically this is probably the most wide open year there's ever been. You're going to be shocked by my answer. Go ahead. Philadelphia. Uh, I, I was thinking about that. I went, I'm going to go New York. The Knicks. Mm-hmm. That, that was going to be my second team. I really do. I think we're about to get a Jimmy Butler versus Jason Tatum in the conference finals again, but Joel Embiid being hurt, I don't care if they, they're optimistic. And LCL is serious, dude. Yes. Like You've had knee problems for the majority of your career. One wrong move mm-hmm. and you're done. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm worried about. And I, obviously, I don't want that. I wanted this series to be pound for pound, best on best. Like I was ready for this series. I've told you how ready I've been for this series. And then to be kind of like to have it kind of snatched out of the way is kind of disappointing. But um, I'm seeing a lot of Knicks in chat. I as think well. Philly is the team that I'd have to pick just because I don't. You can't be Boston. Philly's in there. Because James Harden did not look good in the first round either. No. It's not like Joel Embiid's going out and you're getting uh, MVP version of Harden coming back. So that's yeah. just not going to happen. D'Anthony Melton, we know his history in the playoffs. But the Knicks, I think their only chance was having Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. I think a lot of people picked them against the Miami Heat. Now I'd be shocked if they got out of that series, much less get by Boston. Yeah. So Oh, I would have picked Miami straight up. Yeah. Like, Miami I'm was not my pick. I'm too. not picking against Jimmy Butler yeah. ever again. Uh-huh. Ever again. Mm-hmm. I even picked him last year and yeah. he almost damn near did it. Yeah. <laughs> 48 minutes and the man shot One shot did. away. Yeah. yeah. And it's literally, it was online too. It was just a little short because that man was dead. Mm-hmm. I was, so, but I don't know. I, I, I like Miami and Boston to be in that conference finals and then I'm kind of leaning Warriors' sons, but I don't know. I also just kind of want to see Kevin Durant play the Warriors and finally get over that. Oh, he only got that. to the finals because of them. The NBA script's been amazing this year. Oh, it has. I mean, as much as we hate it, bro, LeBron yeah. and Steph. Oh, no, that's great. It's popcorn. It's great. It's popcorn. I do I do have to ask you a question. You just posed me one. Let's do this it. Is changing, this is changing sports on you, so I'll give you a second to think about it. Let's do it. NFL draft happened. Yes, sir. I know you told me going in the draft, you're done being a Titans fan for the year. You're going to strictly Miami. Resign, man. What would you think of their draft? Did you see, did you see it all? Uh, no, I did not. I saw the Will Levis pick and um, did not see much after that. So you, I'm you, telling you, I'm completely – I don't even know who this team is. <laughs> I don't either. But you know my feelings towards Will Levis. Let's do it. This is a tremendous value for them. I know. It is. If you Because, like, look, you're now you're in the thing where you got my favorite offensive lineman and on a team that needed offensive line, 
and you got that guy at 11, you could have been, like, bullied into taking Will Levis at 11. Uh-huh. You could have because he was there. <laughs> but they took the offensive line and said – that way, if we take Will Levis and he's garbage, everybody's like, oh, well, you could have had an offensive line. Uh, I just I, – I love this because this is the honest version of you. This is I think I agree with everything you said. But Friday – I was right. Friday – I was not wrong. No, you weren't wrong. This isn't a lie. I, I agree with you, but I just think it's funny. Friday at 6.22, minutes after Will Levis goes to the Tennessee Titans, in all caps, ha, 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 Tennessee is so damn stupid. <laughs> A text I, in a group chat. I don't think he's going to be the savior of that team. I don't I, either. I think bro. you just got a more did polished Will Evans. Did you see what uh, Did you see what uh, head coach said, bro? No. He literally goes, he's like, yeah, for now, Will Evans is going to be a third string. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's first. Malik Willis second. Will Levis third. I'm oh, like, dude, what the dude, hell is wrong with this team? I'm going to be completely honest. You put Will Levis in Malik Willis' situation, I don't think he's better than Malik Willis. No, he's not. Like, I think he literally got just a more polished version of, Will, of Who Malik Willis. Who the F are these guys going to throw to? That's, that's Nick Westbrook Aquino? You could have <laughs> drafted Jalen Hyatt here. You could have drafted Josh Down. You could have gotten receivers, and the only receiver you got is a dude that I've never even heard of, and I did a lot of research on the draft. Yeah. I've never heard of this dude out of UT Martin. Jesus. But I do love the Peter Skronsky pick. I love that pick. Uh-huh. I love Tajay Spears out of Tulane. And Josh Wiley's a great I, – I literally like every pick but that last one. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the Titans killed the draft. I even think your Dolphins killed the draft with how few They've picks they had. They've been killing everything, bro. Jalen Ramsey – well, back that's there with Javon. Is it yeah. Javon Holland? Is that yeah. who it is on their back end? And yeah. they also have uh, don't they still have the dude from the Cowboys? They got Xavier Byron H- Murphy. Did Xavier, no, Howard Xavier Howard's still, gone. He's gone. Where did he go? I think Xavier Howard's gone. I thought he was there last year, unless he may have left in free agency. Oh shoot, he is still there, dude. Xavier Dang, Howard. So they have Xavier Howard, Byron, uh, not Byron Murphy. What is the Christian Wilkins name? on the inside interior D line, and then Jalen Ramsey. Golly, yeah. then why they draft a corner in the second round? The reason I was telling them I was proud about it because Cam Smith was a guy I had going in the first round. The only question mark they have is quarterback. I mean, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. The speed on offense is ridiculous. Tyreek Hill, and then you got uh, I'm blanking on his name, not Henry Ruggs, but uh. Oh crap! Jalen Waddle. Thank you, Waddle. Yeah, yeah. Waddle. They got Devon A. Chain out of Texas A&M at running back oh, in the yeah. third round. Yeah, that dude is like 200 meter fast. Did you see two is taking jujitsu right now? Is he really? Yeah, learning how to fall better. <laughs> no, he needs to learn how to protect his body and retire from football. Yeah, he needs to retire from football. But no, I just had to ask. Dude, no, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, Sports legends in chat said, "What do you think about the Warriors' chances? Let's do a percent chance they get to the finals." I'm if I, I was talking about how I'm feeling about the Suns and everything. The Warriors are my second pick out of the West. They're right my now. second pick out yeah. of the West too. And I, I just feel like as I was saying this last week on the pod, as the playoffs continue, they just get better and better. Andrew Wiggins doesn't look like a guy that missed too much. He's going to continue to get his feel he's in there. He's going to get a shot back. Exactly. Like, and he's not going to shoot that bad. Every this game. team going eleven and thirty. That's what we talked about in our entire playoff preview. They stole two games. In Sacramento, I don't think you see a harder atmosphere. In a hornet's nest, a legit yes, hornet's nest. Yeah, and they stole two games there. Yeah, 
Because I remember Devin Walker was like, bro, why are they? They chanting from literally tip-off. <laughs> He's like, the game is literally 0-0, zero, zero, and they're chanting. He goes, it takes the Grizzlies three quarters to warm up. Oh, God, bro. Thanks for hating on all us fans, but <laughs> I'm out there chirping, believe yeah. me. Oh, yeah, when I are. saw Trey Lyles across the way, I, oh, I was chirping. Yeah. And everybody was <laughs> – my cousin was sitting there, like, placing bets on the game. Yeah. And he goes, Trey Lyles – I said, don't you dare place money on Trey Lyles to do anything for you. I said, if you place a bet on Trey Lyles, I will throw your phone He had a good series. He did have a good fair. series, but I'm not placing money on uh, him. I would not either. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet my anything on Trey Lyles. How, how about playoffs and bonus, man? Yikes. Man. I mean, killed. Just the reason Kevon Looney had all this dick. have done that. <laughs> okay, dude. I don't know. It wasn't Tyrese Halliburton's not good. It's just a fit next to De'Aaron Fox wasn't the best. Tyrese Halliburton would have done that. Yeah, but you can argue that team with Tyrese Halliburton was an 11 seed. It's just a fit thing, bro. I know. So yeah. I'm just giving you arms. Both teams are bad. Sabonis had a tough matchup. Kevon Looney's on you sometimes, and then Draymond Green's on you the other times. Like, that is not easy to deal and with. And to be fair. That man was in Rocky Bal- That man was fighting He did Rocky the same Balboa. thing against Jaron Jackson yeah. in the last series. It's just when you don't have a bruiser like Steven Adams or somebody it's like hard. that. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, to, it's hard. Hard to take care of him, man. I also think that's the issue, though. He fits better as a small ball five, mm-hmm. but he needs to be a four. Exactly. Like, they, if they, obviously the Miles Turner thing didn't work out, but you really honestly hoped the Miles Turner thing would work out because, in my opinion, he thrives more like Brandon Clark does. Mm-hmm. Brandon Clark thrives with a guy that can roam around, shoot threes, and he can man the paint on uh, offense, but on defense he gets to be a four. Right. That's what – obviously Sabonis has nowhere near the speed that Brandon Clark has, but, like, that's kind of how I view him. He's a really good offensive center, but defensively he is not that. And so, I don't know. No, I, you're right. You're I think right. they're going to be fine. I think they just need a few more pieces and they'll be good. I agree. They need a big man, obviously. Yeah, you, you and I completely agree. I saw a, an amazing question in chat. Lucas said, do you think any of the teams with a legitimate shot at Victor Webanyama – could be a contender if they get the number one overall so what, what's the, pick. Uh, lottery odds? I was just looking them up. Detroit, um, oh. Detroit, Houston, San Antonio are the top three. What Charlotte, Charlotte, and Portland are the next. Orlando is in there. Indiana, and then you, then you get into the Washington, Utah, Dallas. When's, when's the uh, when's the lottery? In the, I feel like that's coming up in like two weeks. Uh, yeah, May sixteenth. Yeah, <laughs> it's 16th. literally the day after we move in. So right on cue, Lucas. Um, Detroit, Houston, San Antonio, obviously not. Charlotte, I don't think so. I think Detroit potentially could be. I mean, Boyan Bogdanovich is already there. That's a guy that's played in playoff minutes. I love Kate, Kate, Kate Cunningham, Cunningham back, and yeah. Jaden Ivey can't have him. He's only going to go up. He had a garbage year. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Duren looked really good. And Marvin Bagley, James Wiseman looked good. You could see a collapse in this Eastern Conference. Giannis, if he doesn't re-sign, what do they do around him with that aging roster? Philadelphia, James Harden, all those rumors are flying. Houston, yep. Yeah, East could be wide open. I think Detroit would, out of the top three, Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio, if Detroit gets Victor Webb and Yama, I think they would be competitive faster than those yeah, other two teams. Yeah, I agree with that. Reaching out of the top five, Portland. out of the top five teams, I think Portland. Portland or Orlando. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest, if Portland doesn't get a top five pick, they're trading that pick. I don't think Dame will be there. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Dame will be there. They're going to try everything to keep him, but at the end of the day, I feel like a Dame trade's coming. Yeah, I agree. Orlando, can you imagine that front line? Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter, Victor Wibanyama, like. Dude, their on. starting lineups are already massive. Oh God! Like they start Paolo at the dang three. They had a winning record. Or Franz Wagner. They start one of the six yeah. ten dudes yeah. at the three. So it's like, insane. and I mean, golly, and then uh, 
shoot, I'm blanking on the dude that was the first round pick for or first overall pick for the 76ers. Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz. He's big. He's yes. like 6'5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your point Some guard. Storm, yeah, like yeah. Gary Harris is like 6'5, 6'6. And then you go 6'10, 6'10, 6'11. Dude. Oh my God. They were they had a winning record since Christmas, man. They were good. Yeah. That team was competitive. They and finished, you could you could see who was going to be a piece long term and who wasn't. Like right. you you could see uh, I'm blanking on that coach's name, but you could see him Catching on, he was like, right. I think it's Jamal Mosley. Mosley, thank so. you. I knew yeah. it was Mosley. I just didn't know his first name. You and I saw the Thompson twins in person, and I, I saw this was an anonymous NBA scout. I think he told the Athletic, "Be careful what you see from Amen and Azar, just because I mean these are two guys playing against 16, 17, 18 year olds. Yes, they looked amazing, but keep that in mind. I yeah, think. no. I mean, the first game, you and I really weren't like impressed over the hill, over the moon, and we even sat there and talked to a scout about it, and he kind of I, I won't say exactly what we said. Uh, but he reiterated kind of what we said, and so we were like, oh, okay, maybe we're not as dumb as we think exactly. we are. <laughs> and then the next game, they looked awesome. Um, but you also take it with a grain of salt. They're playing a, guy, a bunch of guys that should be in high school. Exactly. So. That is true. You I, should look that I was telling uh, Hamilton Jr. last week, because he had asked about him, of course, and I was like, if you're building a, a frame for an NBA draft, that's exactly they what have. you want to have. They have. You know, 6'8", 7-foot wingspan. Like, that's what you want to have. I think, out, outside of Victor, Brandon Miller's the best player. Scoot Henderson was that. I believe Brandon Miller is Brandon. now. Brandon Miller's good. He's raw. Brandon Miller's He's good. He's absolutely <laughs> raw, dog. Aside, I, I'm not talking anything off-court. I'm talking on-court. Brandon Miller would probably go toe-to-toe. Hey, anybody in that? Case. <laughs> I, I know there's a 0% chance of this happening. Thank God he's not coming to Memphis because after Mikey Williams and John Morant, I don't, we don't need Brandon Is Mikey Miller. Williams still coming? Dude, I don't know. There's no way pending us <laughs> that slow. I'm just talking about because people call me, hey, what's the Memphis effect going on Mikey and John Morant? I'm like, dude, Bro, Mikey's Mikey did not that even before here. he came here. Mikey's not even here. He was still at Cali, big dog. And that's not, ja, that's not Memphis on John. Ja, that's John's ja's friends. Yeah, that is. It's absolutely that. Dude, I can't believe that's awesome that the lottery is going to be that soon. Dude, We're nerds, and we I watch the full lottery. I sit there and watch the whole dang thing. That's what I'm happy about, bro, is, like, us getting the new crib and everything. Like, we're going to be able to, like, tap into sports even more. Because I felt like whenever I was down in my apartment, uh, when I was in college, I paid so much more attention than I do now. Yeah. And because we'll just have it on all the time. Yeah. yeah. It'll be on in the background noise yeah, exactly. most of the time. Yeah, while you're air frying me some good dinner. Hey, hey, <laughs> yo, I'm not cooking for you. Hey, hey Leah. Quickest way my heart. <laughs> Shout out Leah, man. I was she can come over. <laughs> Shoot, she cooking for me tonight. Oh, she is? What's she cooking? What's your girl whipping don't up? Don't make me a lot of you. It's a surprise. I don't know. Oh, I don't know nuts. If you had to guess, like, what do you think Leah's cooking? I feel like we ain't had salmon and mashed potatoes in a while. Dude, so she's oh doing something God. like that. Making and she always does swelter. veggies. She's, she's a big veggie person, oh, so. I love that. It's good for the mind. Is it? Yeah, it is. I need it. Helps focus. Dude, I had to <laughs> talk to me. I had to sit there and endure. And I, I use the word endure because it's the nicest way I can say it. Yeah. They had fifth grade talent show auditions today. Oh, my God. Oh, those of you who don't know, Cooper works IT uh, at a theater in an old high school. And a fifth grade talent show. Wow. Uh, obviously. I'm What's not the gonna, worst? No, no, no. no Tell no, me I, the no, worst, no, no, dog. No, 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 no. This, is, this is my place of business. Um, <laughs> obviously, take it with a grain of salt. These are fifth graders, so I'm not going to judge them too hard. But, man. But your ears dude, one dude walked in there to do stand-up comedy, and I didn't bat an eye. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Dude, are you being a tough crowd for a fifth Dog, grade stand-up comedy?" It wasn't comic? funny. It was like it was, was any of the kids laughing. No, bro. No, and it was literally like That's, stand-up comedy is hard. It's hard, but it's harder when you're dry <laughs> and you have no like comedic timing whatsoever. I was like, "What is this, dude?" But there was one thing that was so dang funny. 
uh, these five girls walk in with inflatable shark costumes. Like, you know, like the baby shark or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they, what they look yeah, like and everything. Yeah. They walk in and do... <laughs> <laughs> they walk in and do a dance to the Chug Jug from Fortnite. The Bro. number one victory royale. I don't know how this song goes. Sorry, I don't play it. But, dude, I was howling. I was like, this can't be real. I was like, this is a mad trip right now. Dude, I bet, I the, like, ki- I bet <laughs> the kids were howling, too. Oh, my yeah. God. It was funny. But, yeah, I had to endure that today. That's hilarious. I bet there was a lot of, like, singers and, like, uh, yeah. completely wrong Dancers, pitch. yeah. yeah. Oh, one girl tried to sing Adele, and they, they, they turned that off quick. They were like, no, 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 do your own song, do your other song. <laughs> why why they have to turn off Adele? Because she was trying to sing Adele, and that little fifth-grade girl could not sing Adele. Oh, yeah, I guess that would be tough to sing. Ew. They I really can't. turned it off on her. No, no, no. Well, they were they were trying to do it quick, because they had, like, 39 people, like, want to try out. Or oh, whatever. God. And, like, it was, it was, obviously, it was, like, probably more, like, 15 people but like they were all doing like two or three things uh-huh. and so they were trying to narrow it down or whatever and so they would hear like the first minute and they'd be like alright you're good <laughs> in the middle of an Adele song but they didn't make it to the chorus in that Adele song <laughs> what's that song like you oh someone like you yeah that's her good album and they're like alright cut it next <laughs> <laughs> real <laughs> tough scene nah she did easy on me the newer one uh, okay that's I haven't heard that new album her new album was alright. It wasn't as good as people thought it was. Her it's hard album. to top that. Yeah, her. But that's the thing. I feel like a lot of artists like when yeah. they get an album that's that good. Like one of my favorite bands is Imagine Dragons, and their first album they ain't even gotten close to right. touching their first album. Mm-hmm. Night Visions is the best album they've ever put out, and it's mm-hmm. not even close. I haven't heard them that much recently. I listen to the radio like yeah. I well, that. I've been a fan since they came out. I so know like, you have. And then them and Bastille. But that still is good. Lumineer is going to be in Memphis this weekend. Um, oh, is Peel Street this weekend? Yes, bro. I was, I was talking. Oh, I with, couldn't go anyway. It's darn. I was, I was talking about the girl I was telling you about earlier this morning, and I was like, you on a music festival? She was like, I had no idea it was this weekend. I was like, dude, the lineup's trash. Yeah. It's I want to go see two people, and I probably what I guarantee you if I look it up, Greta Van Fleet's on Saturday. Memphis goes from having Lil Wayne and like – Money he didn't back. Even show up. Yeah, Lil Wayne didn't even show off last year. They used to have like six. They had six like a few years back. It was amazing. Did they really? Yes, dude. I saw him. He was actually really good in concert. I'm not trying to rub it in. But then they had Khalid. They had Post Malone. D- yeah, Post Malone. One Republic. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. And, th- and then they have Lumineers headlining it. <clears throat> Come on now. I know one Lumineers song. It's tough. Oh, hey. That's the only song I know. <laughs> oh, God. Isn't that them? I think. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. Sure hope. Hey, that's all I do. Were you the one talking about American Idol having no good singers? The other no, that was Alex. I'm I was about like, to say, I was like, lying. I was like, you would have known that. I think, I think they're Friday actually. Yeah, <laughs> and we listed like ten American Idol artists who have like make good music. I feel like like American Idol, like it's not the people who it's win wash it. now. Well, it's washed, but it's yeah. not the people who win it. It's I feel like it's never the people that win. Yeah. Like I feel like the best person to win it was Carrie Underwood, which obviously yeah, that's she's, she's, easy she's enough. Good. But like Mandisa didn't win. Yeah, everybody knows who Mandisa is. I know who Dog is he got fourth Facts. so three other people were apparently better than him like uh david uh who's the not he's like a dj now i feel like uh galetta or something wasn't he on yeah. there i don't know um obviously what's your worst concert experience i've only been to a few okay because i haven't really been in my concert era ever i'm not even talking about it doesn't have to be like the performance or anything was bad just like something bad happened or anything let me get let me start yeah, give yours. That's okay. all I think about it. Because I went to Music Fest. This is when it was Blockboy JB, Lil Dicky, and Khalid back to back to back on the same stage in one night. Super excited about it. We had a huge group. 
and I'm, I'm not going to say the person's name. I'm actually going to this dude's wedding in two weeks, so shout Jeez. out to him. Um, but I had some buddies come up from college, Mississippi State, come up to Memphis for the weekend. And we're sitting there, and keep in mind, we got to the set at like 4 o'clock so we could be front row for all three of the artists I just named. Did not eat dinner. So we had no food in our system, a little bit of um, extracurricular I know there was fluids, some I should say, yeah, I know. and very dehydrated by by this time of the night. Oh, Khalid, know. middle of the set, final set. We'd already seen Black Boy and Lil Dicky. The boy was dehydrated, and we just looked back, dude, completely pale. And we had a couple girls with us, like me and some buddies up front, and then the guy's best friend, which we're all best friends, but the guy's like closest friend, like had to like take him over the railing because he was just dehydrated. He needed to get, get out of the crowd, get some water. But I just felt bad because. <laughs> The girls and the other dude, we just stayed there. We're like, we're not leaving Khalid's set right now. We're first row for Khalid. Yeah, and they they had went around, and we were hoping, like, please, he doesn't have to go to the hospital or anything. But we had just, yeah. it was just hard to find them. He just needed to leave and get some water. But that was a tough one. I'm going to be honest. I think I've only been to, like, four concerts. Okay. And, like, none of them were bad experiences. That's great. Like, I would pay to go back to all of them. Good. So I've been, to, I went to a free Need to Breathe uh, and Matt Kearney. That was in Oxford, like when Bethany was in college. Yeah, yeah. And so I went to that one for free, and that one was great. Um, because it was basically like a, it almost felt like an acoustic set, mm-hmm. which I I love. Um, and then I went to Ben Rector, and it was supposed to be Ben Camino opening for him, but they I got love mono. Camino, yeah. I've seen them a bunch of times because yeah. they went to Briarcrest, and I knew all the guys because I did theater with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it then it turned into Cody Fry, who now I'm a huge fan of. He opened for uh. Ben, he opened for Ben instead of Ben Camino. And then I've been to Post, which... Post Malone, yeah. That concert was incredible. Yeah, I saw him at um, Music Fest one year. Dude. And then the Wonder Public. Wonder Public, and then actually Need to Breathe open for Wonder Public. That was the best concert I've ever been to, hand down. Did Post... What's that slow song he plays with the guitar? Stay. Yeah, dude. Oh, I remember he played, yeah. Because yeah. I had saw him right after Beer Bongs and Bentley's mm-hmm. dropped, and mm-hmm. dude was amazing. And then mm-hmm. I think he, like, smashed the guitar. And then obviously finishing with congratulations on his yeah. set. It's dude, amazing. congratulations goes so hard it's in so, concert. It's but, an anthem, bro. Oh, and the fact that, because that was how I found out about, uh, oh, um, so hi right now, yeah, yeah, that yeah. dude. Uh-huh. Uh, dang, what's his name? Tyler Yahweh. Tyler Yahweh. That's yeah, how I found yeah. out about him, because he opened for the opener. Uh-huh. So he opened, then... Uh, Sway Lee came out and played, and then to merge to Post Malone, he just started going, eh, 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 <laughs> and tough. then Post comes out on stage, and that's how they transitioned everything. Yeah, and then he did the Hollywood's Bleeding, and it like yeah. dropped everything. It was dope. That's that was awesome. one of the coolest concerts ever. See, you make a lot of smarter decisions. You kind of you do like the uh, like the safer scenes, just because we have. Yeah. Different music. I'm much more <laughs> jealous of your concert experience because at Gunna, before he even got out there, uh, me and my buddy got a gun pulled on me there. I, I, Where never, was that? I never told you about that. No. Minglewood Hall, course in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> God. It's weird. God. Me and I was 19 years old, and I'd met up with my buddy that goes to Memphis here, and we were like, dude. So, like, the day before, he mm-hmm. sends me, uh, like, a Gunna and, like, like he goes, dude, Gunna's gonna be here tomorrow. I said, bro, what? And I'm like, not even that big of a Gunna fan, but we're like, let's just go to it and have some fun. We went to it, and what they do at rap concerts, they have a bunch of local guys open up for them. Yeah. And so it was like, there were some like hood ass dudes. Up there <laughs> and this one guy named Big Boogie, he's bigger now. Uh, people may know yeah, him. Yeah, I know that name. Yeah, and he he came out on stage, and his boys just flooded the crowd because it was like a it was only like a one two thousand seat arena. And me and Maverick had gotten there real early. We're at the front, and his friend wanted to get front row to, you know, dance with him and, uh, you know, take videos and whatnot. 
And so we just felt pushing behind us, and he had got all the way right behind us, and then he just lifted up his waistband, and we saw what John Morant held on Instagram Live. And we, me and Maverick, I'm freaking out. I would have been losing And it. me and Maverick just clear, we're like, bro, like, we didn't even say anything. We just got out of the way. And I'm turning around. I'm like, bro, I don't care. Let's go. And I was like, we'll be all right. I was like, okay. And sure as hell, this is the only time my buddy Maverick has been right. We end up, Big Boogie finishes his set. Finally, it was the longest five-minute set I've ever <laughs> sat through. And homeboy leaves, and we get our first row seats to gun him back. And he had brought out money bags. It, was, it ended, up being a, nice. ended up being a fantastic concert. But that moment, dude, scary. scary. Oh, I bet. Oh, God. I'm actually, we're going to see... Uh, I'm going to see Khalid and Ed Sharon and Charlie Puth. They'll all be in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. When, when is that? 28th and the 29th. Maybe 27th and 28th. That's why I, when you said the 27th, I was like, oh, I might not be in town. Mm-hmm. But because uh, they're back-to-back in Atlanta, I'm definitely going to see NF whenever he comes. I don't know if he'll come oh, here, but dude, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. go see NF. you got to see him. You're too big um, of a fan. Connor really wants to go see – oh, sorry. Um, he wants to go see Blink One Eighty Two, but I'm not paying six hundred dollars to go see Blink One Eighty Two. Me, bro. Um, he said that he he said the price, and I, I about had a heart attack. I was like, I'm not paying six eighty two to go <laughs> no watch a concert. Shot, um, I really wanted to go see Fall Out Boy, but they sold out fast. Yeah, I, I'm in my I'm in my concert era, but I'm trying to hit like, same. The it's I that mode, like spring, summer. Yeah. Yes, I want to go see Black. Oh, I oh, go see Black. Bro, I've been meaning to ask you this has been heavy on my mind. Um, looking at my finances, hopefully nothing changes. If something does, uh, yeah, I'll have to retract this, which I hate. But would you be interested in going to Summer League? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to see. Oh, yeah. I can see if I can get a, a room or something because uh, we'll see what flights look look like but maybe in July. I was thinking for us, we would run into so many people. I know Kenny will be there. That'd be a huge, yeah. We'd run huge. into a ton of people. That'd be and huge. I, I, Especially for just for me and you, exactly. even if it's not for the podcast. For and me if we, and you, that's huge. If we run into Kenny, bro, we have, like, we'll be able to, like, finally, like, like yeah. talk to him and stuff. Oh, so that'd be, be awesome. And then Chris and all those guys will be out there as well. So, I'd no. love to. Networking, it'd be elite. I wouldn't even want to go out there. You ask me twice. Yeah, dude, like, the basketball. I be there. <laughs> basketball would be fun, but, like, for the networking stuff. Oh, no, that'd be what we'd be there for. Yeah. And, obviously, the Grizzlies won't have any rookies this year if they do it. Dude, the right if they way. do. Yeah, we, we will not be doing that. I'll be watching Kenny Lofton drop 40 on folks. <laughs> Imagine. And, Kenny- and, like, to see Brandon Miller and Victor, that'd be the first time you get to see Victor Webin, y'all, Facts. up close in person. Mm-hmm. Too. It's like in a basketball sense too. That, like dude, dumb. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, dog. that's the first time you get to see Victor that would in be person. Lit. Granted, he. I hate. I hope he doesn't do the thing where like you know how some teams will go to the Utah Summer League first, right? And then they'll come to Las Vegas and like they'll play one game. Yeah. Because they they're like, oh, we already played four. We don't need to see. Mm-hmm. Him. I hope that doesn't happen with him. I hope he's <laughs> the first time you see him is Las Vegas on ESPN. That would be <laughs> like. Yeah, I hope yeah. that's the first time you see him. But Same yeah, here. yeah, you gotta ask me twice. All right, bet. I'm there. I'll, I'll look at everything. Hopefully, I can save up some money. Because I, I'll, what I'll do is I'll pay for the Airbnb and then we'll talk about plane tickets and stuff. But, yeah. Um, another thing, John Morant, you know, with this whole good guy person, persona he's put on, and I, he's done it well. Do you think, because, you know, the thing is, all these players fly into Vegas, watch Summer League, they end up doing their thing at night, i.e. James. He's going to do his thing. I think he'll, I think he gonna do his I would thing. be surprised if we ran into him at a bar. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. We won't be running into him where he goes. Yeah, we're not going into strip. We're not going into any strip clubs. <laughs> we, we won't be running into we're him We're not going into strip clubs. That ain't my man. lifestyle. No, yeah, <laughs> that ain't, ain't my lifestyle. It ain't us. Um... Celtics up 31-25 right now. James Harden's got 16 of the uh, 76 or 25 points. That good. Damn. Oh, my God. James. Pop off. Jalen Brown's got 14 of the 31 for Boston. 
lit. Lit, oh, lit. what'd you what'd you think about uh the draft and me having the first four players right? I was very happy. I had a few players go to the team that I predicted them to. I was so mad that that because dude, I messed up the audio in the first end of it, and then not only that, the camera died in the middle yeah. of our draft. Especially. You're all good. I was. I had so Darnell pissed. Washington going to the Cowboys, and then they <laughs> blew over him for two rounds. Yeah, but like with Allie's being there, we could have had him for there for two hours. Oh, we could. I think in the summer once it gets the off season, we're gonna have a ton of people on. Yeah. I also want to reach out to Blake Wesley of the Spurs, try to have him on. But so be lit. but what? Notre Dame guy. Yeah, Notre Dame yeah. guy. He had a. He ended up playing playing a ton of minutes. Shoot, if uh, Leah sees Darcy Roddy again, I'm gonna tell oh, her yeah, put a good yeah. word in. Bro, his mom was going crazy at uh, the mismatch live show. Chris Vernon was she? Day. Yeah, she's fun. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's, she's fun, yeah. dude. Jalen Brown six for six, two for two from three for fourteen points right now. Damn, they can't stop him. He's looking like a Memphis Grizzly. It's now. over, oh, dude. You know what I saw on Twitter? You know what I saw on Twitter? What? A ton last night after the exit interviews. Because, you know, uh, the GMs at Columbia just like, yeah, we're going to be ultra-aggressive, really aggressive. I would trade the we're gonna, for Jalen Brown. We're going to go after people who aren't even available. I saw a ton of Paul George stuff. A ton of Paul George. Stop lying. Stop. Stop. You serious. know I love PG. I'd have a PG jersey not, the second he's in. Not even, like, valid rumors or anything, but just a ton of talk Man. on Twitter, dude. Paul George next to John. That's the perfect three and D all star. I get that notification on my phone and I have a jersey purchase within the next two seconds. Come on, I would buy that jersey faster than you've ever seen a jersey. Oh my god, I love Paul George. Same. Oh, I'm obsessed with him. Same, same, same. And they probably would have won a series. Well, that's how we end it, man. We we start off bitching about the (laughs) Grizzlies. We we talk about Paul George coming this summer. Well, speaking into existence. Speaking. We spoke. We spoke into existence. Dylan Brooks never playing for the Grizzlies again. Yeah, yeah. Why not bring Paul George? Watch that comment. We're going to be ultra aggressive. Russell Westbrook, five-year, $200 million contract. Oh, no, <laughs> uh, Don't speak that bad juju in the air. Uh, that'd be tough. Y'all make sure to leave a like on stream right now. It's the Hampton Sports Podcast here every Monday and Thursday at 5.30. The final Grizz talk will be five this Wednesday, 5.30. Give you five things we want to see in the offseason. From then on out, Grizz talk will be uh, back in the off season, but we're gonna go three days a week full playoff coverage after this week. Absolutely, yes, sir. All right, Coop, you got anything else, brother? That's it. That's oh, it. Well, go ribs. Don't let the ribs get hot. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's say that one. I think they're five and fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, play. you got the t-shirt on. You got to stand behind it. <laughs> I'm gonna fight for the right to party. We hit everything. Guns getting pulled on us. Everything <laughs> in this <laughs> in this pod. And just just for all y'all probably wondering, it's still a parade inside our city. I'll just tell you that. It's a parade, a parade inside my city. city. We yeah. got the Memphis Showboats. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Memphis Showboats. Oh, and three. Oh, Lord. Let's do it. All right, y'all have a